Welcome to episode three of the Bagels and Locks podcast for the 2022 football season with David Santola. My name is Chase Fedorsky. And let me tell you, I like to back the pack. I love the Pac-12, at least until UCLA leaves with the Big Ten at the end of next year. But good Lord, do I not know a fucking thing about Pac-12 football. 0-3 picking the West Coast games last week. Uh, 1-4 on the week. I came crashing down to earth like the stock market this week, unfortunately. Um, and Dave, to my knowledge, your fate J strategy didn't pay huge dividends, but did give you a winning week. Yes. Uh, no, a losing week. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, but, but I, I do owe Jay because I think it pulled me out of a little bit of a rut. Um, Jay was three and two, which if you, if you listened last week, I took the other side of all his picks. Total coincidence, by the way, it was pretty crazy. One in a million type deal. Um, but that means I, I went two and three, which brings my record on the year to a pretty awful, um, three and seven, uh, a recap two of, um, our, our guests as a whole. So Jay went three and two last week. And I believe more the Anaconda Gelman on uh, week one went three and two as well. So that brings our guests to six and four. Uh, and the punchline there is if you want to improve your sports gambling standing and make a little bit of money, you should come on our podcast. Yeah, so I'm four and six on the year. Last week, the three Pac-12 games, UCLA uh, actually should have lost to Southern Alabama uh, one by one on a last second field goal to not cover minus 15 and a half. Oregon kicked the shit out of BYU. BYU plus three and a half did not hit. UW kicked the shit out of Michigan State. Michigan State plus three and a half did not hit. Bucks minus two and a half versus the Saints only hit because Jameis had his one foolish turnover. Uh, I really needed that. Uh, and Washington plus one and a half at Detroit. I underestimated how good Amon Ross St. Brown would be. Speaking of Amon Ross St. Brown, I would be remiss if I didn't say that a certain somebody in this chat got their shit packed in by another person in this chat. It's not our guest. And by the tone of my voice, I think you could tell that I did win in fantasy last week. Uh, Dave, it's very rare that I take you to the cleaners in fantasy. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried about this fantasy football season. It's, uh, do you still want Kenneth Walker? Do you think that's what will change your fortunes? <laughs> Look, I, I for for everybody who's listening, Chase is one of those guys that's all in his head and he can't make a trade. Um, and he's just a coward. He's too afraid of making a bad trade, so he won't make a good one. Anyway, I offered him a great deal at the draft. I was I was a little uh, a little touched up and and making bad decisions. And he denied it. And now he's stuck with Kenneth Walker, who I think is going to be good in the second half of the year. But uh, I don't I don't foresee a good few weeks from now. Can I, in a non-football sense, just respond to that real quick with the reason part of the reason for that in a real life anecdote? Uh, again, yeah. I know I know we're a, a, a football podcast, but I'm going to name three baseball players that Dave, even, you know, all three fantasy baseball this year at the trade deadline. I made my first all in move of quite some time. I traded Chris Bassett, who's been unreal for the Mets the past two months. Spencer Strider, who as a Mets fan, you probably despise. Traded both of them for Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler pitched in two games, gave him five earned runs in both starts. Didn't, hasn't pitched since, and I lost in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. So this is what happens sometimes when I uh, get out of my own head, I guess, and make a trade. Um, I'll let you uh, – you know what? I'm going to introduce the guest real quick because he and I were together this weekend – um, and we actually hit a three-team parlay together. Uh, we made quite a bit of money. I had to convince him. It's funny. If you could picture me and this guest 
basically just going back and forth, telling each other to go fuck one another, Gary, based on how Syracuse was doing in the Purdue game. Uh, Syracuse was the last leg of our three leg parlay. It was Syracuse money line against parlay against Purdue, Georgia getting a million points against South Carolina, Oklahoma, like minus 11 against Nebraska. They won handily. Syracuse is up 10 points with like seven minutes left below the lead. And on the extra point, Purdue gets two special teams on sportsmanlike conducts starts or Syracuse starts on like the 50 yard line, throw a touchdown with two seconds left to win. And our guests the entire time are screaming at me. Why didn't we hedge? I fucking hate you. Why didn't we hedge? I fucking hate you. And when the ball was caught in the end zone, I looked at him after he hugged me and I said, this is why we don't fucking hedge. Anthony Carasino. Welcome to the bagels and locks podcast. Thanks Chase. You didn't have to mention that last part, but, um, Appreciate it. It uh, feels good to be on the pod finally. I think in the grand scheme of things, the fact, meanwhile, that you uh, you know, made a couple hundred dollars off the parlay very much overweighs the fact that I just mentioned that you wanted the hedge. Yeah, it was, it was pretty sick. Uh, go Qs. Um, also worth mentioning in that game, we, I think, saw something that's never I've never seen before in a football field. Dave, I want to see if you know if you've seen this. Have you ever seen – a team kickoff in the other team's half. I know. <laughs> the last Never. kickoff of the game, Syracuse lined up on Appalachian State's 40-yard line to kick off. I don't understand how. I don't know. But the gist of it was, Chase, I want to say, I mean, you mentioned it at the beginning. They got those two unsportsmanlike penalties. Syracuse did not move the ball on the last drive until the, until the touchdown. It was two unsportsmanlike penalties, back-to-back defensive penalties. That got them to, like, the 30, and then they scored the touchdown. And then they must have gotten more penalties at the end of the game, and they were kicking off in the other team's half. Floppy Big Ten football. It was sloppy. It. And let me love tell it. you, the picks I've got for you today are going to be a lot sloppier. All right, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. I'll go with my first pick. I'm only doing one college game this week. You know, the, the, the core of this was meant to be an NFL podcast, so I'm going for NFL, but my one college game, probably the most unlikely battle of 3-0 and teams coming into the year that you could have imagined for week four. Duke versus Kansas. Ooh. I'm going with the Jayhawks minus seven and a half. Um, is this Kansas team... Fully back, no, but if they had won three games all year, I think it would be successful under Lance Leopold in year two. I like their quarterback a lot. Um, at the end of the day, Kansas is beating real teams. I mean, they beat Houston. I forget who they beat the second week of the year, but it was a decent team. Um, I like the Jayhawks to win big, move on to 4-0, make some noise in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, you keep picking these obscure games. Because uh, you know they're hard to criticize, so I, I respect you for at least moving outside the uh, the Pac-12. Um, I mean, Duke hasn't really beaten anybody. I don't know—is Northwestern any good this year? No. Yeah, so that's not a terrible pick. Um, where? Oh, and this game's at Kansas. Seven points. I don't hate it. I, I'm not going to bet it because I don't want to watch it, but I don't hate it. Fair enough. Uh, let's go, Dave. First pick. Um, first pick. I'm also going to do four NFL. I like uh, I like the NFL slate a lot, but I'll do I'll do one college because I know we got a lot of college football listeners. Um, I'm taking Ohio State at home 
minus 19. They're playing Wisconsin. Um, and it feels like this, uh, this line should start with a three and it starts with a one. So I couldn't resist. Wisconsin has two really cupcake wins and one terrible loss where they only scored two touchdowns against Washington state. Um, OSU is probably in my eyes, the second best team in the country. So, and they're going to score points and Wisconsin clearly cannot score any points. So this feels like a huge blowout and I can't believe this spread's only 19. It actually is concerning how much, how confusing this spread is to me. Dave, you said games in Columbus. Yeah. 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 I agree. Buckeyes at an ass kicking. Yeah. Total ass kicking. And I, I apologize in advance to our, our Wisconsin listener listeners. Um, don't mean to offend here. Dave, I have a quick, and are you picking any college football games before I make my next point? I'm actually picking two college football games, but you can go on. Are either of them involving the school that one of us attended? No, not even close. Dave, not even in the same realm. Dave, I was thinking of Clemson minus seven and a half. How do you feel about the Deacons this weekend? As much as I want to root for them, this seems like a classic Sam Hartman shits the bed game. Maybe I just think that because I threw a lot of money on Wake against Clemson last year. Yeah, Clemson embarrasses us every year. Um, we almost got embarrassed last week against the Liberty team that should be pretty terrible. So I've never felt less confident walking into a Clemson game. Um, if you had asked me a week ago, I'd say we had a shot and, you know, this is the biggest game in program history and, you know, we're the best we've ever been. We looked so bad last week. Clemson hasn't played anybody, so I don't know how good they are, but I got to believe their defense is going to be good because it always is. So I, if I'm betting this game and I will not be, I'd bet Clemson. All right, big ACC analysis there. Ant, your first pick for the week. All right, well, we are going to go all the way down to Boone, North Carolina for this one. <laughs> Madison versus Appalachian State. There's, uh, there's one team this year that I'm undefeated with so far, and that's the James Madison Dukes. Let me tell you something about the James Madison Dukes. This is their first year in the FBS. Everyone thought they were going to be trash. They used to be an FCS powerhouse. They've outscored their opponents 107 to 14 in their first two games. Now, I will say they weren't that good at teams, but this team looks hot. And I think Appalachian State, they've been involved in a bunch of crazy games this year. It almost feels like God is with them, but I think the luck's running out. We're taking James Madison plus seven. Yeah, literally – Literally nobody has been hating on James Madison all year. You just made that shit up. They were like 40-point favorites in their first game. They were four-and-a-half-point um, favorites. No, 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 no. I, I saw it. I saw it a big double-digit line. We talked about it, so don't lie like that. Week one was minus four-and-a-half. Week two, I want to say, was minus 37-and-a-half, and they both – Yeah, there you go. There you go. Look, App State is the friskiest team in the whole country. I mean, they're, they've beaten – well – beaten and almost beaten two good power five teams. And you said this game is in Boone. Mm-hmm. You're out of your fucking mind. This is bad. This is bad gambling. And I'm saying that, and I, I do not have a lot of conviction these days, but I'm regretting bringing you on the show for this. This is terrible. And do you know, will Luke Combs be there again? Well, game day will not. So I doubt it. Oh, so you're saying Luke Combs is a fake fan. All right. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Um, all right, going to the NFL here. Uh, my first game, despite the fact that they absolutely shit down me in Ant's throats last week with an epic fourth quarter collapse, uh-huh. uh, I'm going Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. I know the Patriots beat the Steelers last week, 
Um, but the Steelers offense is pretty non-existent. Um, you know, David Santola has never been confused for Josh Allen, but I'm pretty sure at quarterback, he could throw the ball better than Mitch Trubisky right now. I know Belichick will game plan well for Lamar. It's just before the defense collapsed for the Ravens, they put up 42 against a, in my opinion, solid Dolphins team. Um, I think the Ravens are going to be pissed after last week. Uh, and especially when you could get this game with winning by a Justin Tucker field goal, like Ravens minus two and a half at the bats. You're picking against Belichick, the home dog. Yes. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. It's okay. I feel like that's a good thing. Look, so far it has, but I'm feeling that this is going to be where the tide turns. This is what I got it all out of my system by just piggybacking Jay's picks last week. So and it's, and it's the week. first day of autumn, so it's literally a new season today. It's true. That's a really good point. I've always been a better better in the fall than in the summer. You can we're, check we're, the stats. We're, we're more fall boys. We're fall boys. We get sunburned in the summer. Yeah. I just had a, a, a pumpkin spice Chick-fil-A milkshake. I'm feeling like a fall boy. All right, on that note, what's your second pick? Um, my second pick, uh, I'm taking Minnesota minus six at home against the Lions. Lions been frisky this year. I'll admit it. Kirk Cousins looked so bad, but he always looks bad in prime time. And then the next week when he plays at one o'clock in a game that nobody's going to watch, this is when he does his damage. This is when he puts the stats up. This is the reason that you look at the stats at the end of this year and he's like ninth in QBR. And you're like, all I did was watch him throw picks every Thursday and Sunday night. How is he ninth in QBR? It's because he's playing the Lions. He's throwing four touchdowns and like five incompletions. That's happening here. They're going to blow him out at home. Dave, I couldn't be more about that pick. (laughs) Thank you. The Lions were actually on my list of picks because they burned me so bad. The Lions have been good. No, they have. I agree. The Lions have put up a lot of points, you know. Uh, I think this game's just going to be a fucking shootout. I think it's – I mean, the over-under, I think, is 52-and-a-half around there. The Lions have put up, like, 70 points already this season. Yeah, I think – I agree with Dave. Kirk is so good. Kirk is so good off the primetime. I think the big thing is last week the Vikings offense faltered because you had Darius Slay on Jefferson, who's an elite cornerback. Lions don't have that. I think Jefferson Cooks, Cook, Cooks finally gets, you know, going as an elite fantasy play. If I had to bet, I'd like the over, um, but I think the Vikings will win this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, that would be my, you know, I, I love that pick, Dave. My second pick's actually uh, Ravens minus two and a half. I'm right there with you, Chase. I think this line is ridiculous. I think we, lo- I think, the Ravens lost to a much better team than people might perceive. I think Tua is very good. Um, and, you know, only being two and a half point underdogs when Lamar is having one of, you know, one of the best starts out of a quarterback this season. I think it gets decided by more than a field goal. Is Dobbins back this week? Uh, I think he's questionable. He might be able to go. I don't think that matters in this game. Mac Jones does not look good. This season, Belichick home dog, scary. He kind of reminds like Belichick kind of reminds me, you know, like you have a dog that's just too old. Two games into the season, and you're taking old yeller big Belichick out behind the barn. Last season was just a preview. That's a pre. That's premature, I think. 
All right, I'll go with my third pick here because it's a very simple one. 49ers minus one and a half at the Broncos. I'll be in Denver for this game. The tickets drop. There's a chance I will be in attendance. Trey Lance 49ers, I thought were meh. Jimmy G 49ers, I'm all aboard the train, man. I read an interesting take today that Nathaniel Hackett was hired by Denver strictly to get Aaron Rodgers there. And now that it didn't work, it's being exposed very quickly that this guy's not fit to be a head coach. Um, both Judy, I think Judy's questionable, and one of their stud defenders is questionable. I forget who. Um, and again, this 49ers team is a different team with Jimmy G. They just play smart complimentary football on offense. The defense is always solid. Um, I would feel comfortable going up to like 49ers minus six on this one. I'm taking the other side of that. And on top of it, I'm taking Denver plus one and a half as my smoked salmon schmear of the week. I think we got huge overreactions going on in Denver. Um, I think people, the revisionism going on with Jimmy G is obscene. The guy, they benched the guy for a rookie kid they just drafted because he can't play at all, despite taking them to, to the Super Bowl with on everybody else's talent. Four first-round picks for Trey Lance. They still benched him. They could have done something. Like, they, they, they traded four picks for Trey Lance because they don't believe in Jimmy G. And now everybody's like looking back at those days with the rose colored glasses. It doesn't make sense. These Niners are still really hurt. They don't have a running back. I don't think Kittle's going to play. And two weeks ago, we all thought Denver was going to compete in the best division in football. And now they're one and a half point underdogs in their home stadium. No shot. No shot. This is Russ is going to cook here. I mean, this is, I like, I like Denver a lot this week in a, in an overreaction uh, bet. Watch me of the week. We can agree to disagree. And any thoughts and your third picks? Yeah, I take for the 49ers in this one. Is that yeah. your pick? Is that an official uh, pick? It's not my pick. I'm just I'm just contributing. All right. Uh, there was a clip this that aired this past Sunday of Russell Wilson having to tell the rest of his team to alert the defenses when there was a run or a pass. That's like Pop Warner shit. Um, I feel like that that team is disjointed. They don't, they haven't really had any chemistry. They've put up like no points throughout this, you know, so far this season. Um, I like the under in this game a lot, but I think that the 49ers are ultimately going to win. Um, my third pick, we're going back to college football here. And this might be the grossest one of them all. We are going to the Mac. We've got the Mac conference play opening up this weekend. I already know exactly how you're going to bet this, but go. These teams are, you know, they're as toothless on defense as a drunk kid on Thanksgiving Eve. And let me tell you, that's pretty toothless. Um, <laughs> Buffalo, Eastern <laughs> Michigan, we're taking the over at 60. Yep, I know, I know. If I had to put a guess on this score, I'm thinking like 41-31 Eastern Michigan. Like these teams love to score points. They love to take advantage of these coaches, not knowing how to recruit the defenders. We're going with the over Buffalo, Eastern Michigan. You know, I love riding with you on uh Mac overs, especially when they start with a six handle or even better a seven handle um, because if nothing else, it'll be fun to watch. I've never made money on this strategy. I don't think I've ever won a bet out in this strategy, but um, I'm, I'm hugely supportive and, and you already knew that. I'm pretty sure these two teams have combined for 86 points per game this season. <laughs> ready, for, ready for my exactly. analysis on this pick? What? 
my analysis on this pick. My brother's name is Mac. I like Mac. I like Maction. We are watch- all over the Maction this week. We love the Maction. I think that's Maction. actually a big reason why the Mac in realignment talks is going to be fine because they get like the Wednesday or Thursday night Maction games later in the mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I don't want to watch the Knicks suck or, oh, Kevin Durant, you know, hurt his fucking scabula this week, so he's not playing. Let's watch some Wednesday night football. <laughs> yeah, they've got the advantage there. Yeah, so college football this week, we are – in the Mac and we're in whatever the hell conference James Madison's in. Um, <laughs> all right. My fourth pick, my first over under of the year. Unders are for fucking losers. We're taking me over 52 and a half bills. Dolphins. Do I think the dolphins offense is as good as they were last week? Absolutely not. But Tyreek and Waddle are kind of perfect for Tua because Tua can only throw the ball like 10, 15 yards. And if you throw the ball to those guys 10, 15 yards and then just point at the end zone like Forrest Gump and say run, they can do that. Josh Allen needs no introduction. This offense looks like a juggernaut. They look – I think they're going 15 and 2 in the regular season. Playoffs, different beast. The Bills might end up doing a lot of this damage, but I think over 52 and a half, two good offenses, two quarterbacks who are clicking, uh, one guy who I think is going to win the league MVP, shootout. And I don't know where this game is, but it's a shootout. Uh, I mean, 52 feels pretty comfortable. Um, Buffalo just plays really good defense. And I agree with you that that Miami's a little bit of a flash in, in the pan. And we could see two or throw two or three picks this week. And they, you know, um, Buffalo could score 31 or 35 points and, and uh, 51 could still not hit. But if I had to bet it, I'd, I'd bet with you, Chase. I like it. Thanks, Dave. You're a good friend. What's your, what's your second pick? Um, second pick. I think I'm on four. What's your fourth pick? Sorry, I'm looking to see my flight yeah, has Wi-Fi tomorrow. Is I got I to gotta try to buy Yankee playoff tickets on a fucking plane. Big fun. Dave, what's this your fourth? Four. No, this, this is four. No, this, this is four. This is four. No, it's right. not. It's four. And you picked the Maction. You picked another college football game first, and you rode with me on the Ravens. This is four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, this week, the slate, I mentioned earlier that it looked especially juicy. And that's because there's a bunch of these home dogs that I love. Um, so my last two picks, as well as the one I took previously that I got all excited about, Lakshmi of the Week, Denver plus one and a half. Uh, my last three, including that one, are these home dogs. So the first one, um, I'm taking – Washington commies plus six and a half against the Eagles. I think this is another overreaction. Everybody watched the Eagles um, just torch the Vikings on Monday night. Um, That was pretty frustrating to watch. Um, And there's just no way they're that good. And the commanders are, they've been not good, you know, pretty much what everybody expected, but you know, they're getting almost a touchdown at home. So um, yeah, I'm going to ride. What's the over in this game? I think I'd take whatever the over is. I, I mean, Carson Wentz has been Carson Wentz, but last week they still scored a shit ton of points. It is 47 and a half. You know I what, Dave? Almost like the under. I'll take the commies with the points because I think Antonio Gibson is going to have a big game knowing uh, that his hit on Brian Robinson didn't work and that he'll be back soon and he'll have some real competition if he doesn't ball out. Oh, is that our first Bagels and Locks conspiracy theory of, of the year, Antonio Gibson? in his ski mask, put two in Brian Robinson's leg, and he's shockingly recovered. Yeah, who, 
who's and that? Antonio uh, Gibson couldn't even do that right. Who, who, who's that Olympic Olympic skater that got her uh, ankle broken? Oh, Tanya Harding situation. Yeah, this is the Tanya Harding situation. Good movie. I, I was thinking more like you know Jamie Lannister when when he sent the uh, you know the assassin to kill the the cripple kid. Yeah, there's also some crazy story with like the PSG women's team, like some chick put a hit out on this chick who was starting ahead of her and like had her jumped and so, or something. It's just there's a time. It's a Tanya Harding situation. Yeah, I, I think Antonio Gibson did this and he dropped the ball again. Is Brian Robinson a free agent in our league? Nope, I, I picked him up and then he got shot. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've had a lot of injury casualties over the years. Uh, which includes Kareem Hunt getting caught hitting somebody, ACL injuries. Uh, this was a first for me, a bullet injury. Yeah, Chase's character really showing when he drafts players. Hey, I draft, I dropped Deshaun Watson for what it's worth. Also drafted Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and dropped him immediately pending the 11 games. Anyway, fourth pick. <laughs> That's you, Ant. I know you're scratching your beard right now. but you're Yeah, I know. Um, the game's actually on right now. I took the under 38 points in Pittsburgh, Cleveland. It's actually not looking too hot right now. Isn't it 7-7? Yeah, what are you talking about? Second quarter just started. It's Jacoby Brissett versus Mitch Trubisky. I Trubisco. know. That's, I mean, that's why I picked it. And the weather is supposedly dog shit right now. I, I saw the flag. There was some serious wind. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you know, I'm playing Adam this week in fantasy. And like an idiot, he started the Steelers kicker and uh, he missed a field goal already. So thanks, Ad. I have a question. I have a question for both of you guys from this game. And again, yeah. no factual research behind this, but mm-hmm. I think we could all agree having watched a fair amount of football at all levels and levels in our end special team specialist kickers and punters tend to be white. Yes. I know that's a big overgeneralization, but Browns have a black kicker. Well, what I was going to say is both punters are minority groups. I have to think that's the first in NFL history. No, I don't. Oh, well, yeah. Both. I mean, Marquette King was the punter on the Raiders for a hot sec. I think he was I'm pretty sure he was an all-pro. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some more research on that. I just wanted to put that out in the open to show how progressive of a society we are nowadays, especially in the uh, AFC North, even though Deshaun Watson's there. Uh, last pick for me this week. And you got something to say? You can say Yeah, it. who's the kicker for the Steelers? No, it's the punters. Oh, yeah, punters. I don't know their names. Um, <laughs> final pick. Rams minus three and a half at the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals escaped with a win last week, um, but that was, I think, the Raiders just shitting the bet. Are you agreeing with me, Dave, or are you going against me? Is that what that finger point is for? Yes. Probably going against me. I just yes. honestly, look, is Kingsbury the best-looking coach in the history of football? Probably. I just don't think the guy could coach. Um, the Rams almost led that game slip away, slip away against the Falcons last week. I think this is the week they finally zero in. Focus. Cooper Cup ain't fumbling again. I like the Rams minus three and a half. I think this Cardinals team is going to struggle uh, until either A, Kingsbury gets fired, or B, DeAndre Hopkins comes back, whatever comes first. Yeah, Rams look bad, bad. I've talked a lot about overreactions. I don't think it's an overreaction to uh, take a uh, home dog that's getting three and a half points um, against the team that's looked bad. I think it's don't overthink it. Rams look bad. They're, uh, they're giving three and a half points to a team that's should be middle of the pack this year. Take the money and run. Ooh, ooh. Take the money and run. Good Steve Miller band song. And over to you for your fifth and final pick before we get into 
the segment of the week. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's going to ruffle any feathers in here, but I'm taking the Packers plus one against the Bucks in Tampa. And I know that Rodgers has a dog shit record in that humid ass climate. I think it's a statement game for him. Um, Evans is suspended. Godwin's pro- might not play. He's actually not looking like he's going to play. Can we Ooh. talk about the fact that Mike Evans had the hit of the week last week at wide receiver? This is like the third time he's fought with, with uh, Lattimore. Jake Paul, if you're listening to this podcast, get those two guys to fight on your undercard. That's a moneymaker. I'd watch Mike Evans fight. Yeah. Tom Brady, he struggled mightily last game. Um, albeit, you know, the Saints, the Saints defense, I think, looked pretty good. They, were they always have Brady's number. Yeah, they always seem seem to have his number. Um, but Brady looked off, you know, apart from that one touchdown to uh, who was a Perryman. Um, he was missing a lot of throws just uh, last Sunday. I think the Pack are getting up in the groove of things. I think they're figuring out how to play with Devontae Adams. Um, I just hope Jay doesn't kill me for taking the Pack plus one. I think my biggest thing with this game is and why I think it'd be pack plus one. It's just like at the end of the day, like the Bucks just signed um, Cole Beasley off the street. Godwin's yeah. not back. Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be a healthy dose of Lenny Fournette, but Packers run D is solid. This is going to be, I don't know who's going to win this game, but it's definitely going to be the most anticlimactic Brady Rogers matchup possible. The, the over under is low. It's like 41 and a half. Yeah, both teams not looked too great. Dave, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I saw this game, and I just scrolled. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's pretty fair. I'm pretty sure his, Brady's receivers this week are going to be like Brashad Perriman, Russell Gage. Julio Jones, bro. He's, he's, dude, he might not play. He's playing. He's playing. Okay. Julio's going to have a big week. I like all Julio prop bets this week. Julio to score, Julio over 50, Julio over 100, Julio over seven and a half receptions. Take them all. Make some money. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Oh, wow. Stan and just hit a – maybe a home run? A home run. A very classic Yankee Stadium home run for anybody watching at home. Um, all right. This week's segment of the week. So, you know, Ant's our soccer guy, and apparently we had him on the one week that there's no soccer this week. Fuck us. Typical, right? Yeah, yeah. But but for the record, we're, we're, we're like five minutes before recording. We're like, Ant, you know, you're, you're, you're going to give us one of your famous loser soccer parlays, right? We're, you know, I love to light the money on fire betting on Bashtiktas or whoever in Turkey. It's fun. Um, and he's like, oh, no, it's an international break this week. Uh, I, I don't know what to talk about. Just like five minutes before, after he told us for weeks, he couldn't wait to come on to do soccer. So um, we're just going to do like uh, like a little more football talk because that's what that's what our listeners want. To everybody who's thrilled that they're not listening to us talk about the other kind of football, um, you're welcome. And if you're looking forward to soccer, this probably isn't the podcast for you anyway. This is actually news to me. I, I thought we were talking about soccer. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and introduce whatever Ant's going to talk about. <laughs> No, it's okay, Jay. I'll take it from here. Um, the bad news is, yeah, there's no soccer. The good news is... Some would say that's the good news. Yeah, some might actually say that is the good news, but not me. Um, World Cup is two months away. I'll be coming back on to give my picks. Book it. Um, 
I wanted to kick things off. You know, all we talk about is the picks we like. But I think what is also just as entertaining is talking about the picks that we don't like. You know, the frauds of the season teams are canceling three weeks into September. And I'm going to start with, I mean, this might be an obvious pick, but the Indianapolis Colts look atrocious this season. Chase, I know you were all over them this past weekend, and they got clubbed to death by the Jaguars. Matt Ryan does not look like the quarterback, you know, he was supposed to be this season. It's, it's just like imagine that you're missing your number one and number two receivers and you have the best running back of football and he runs the ball nine times. There's just so many question marks around the entire team. Fire I, Frank Reich. What? Fire Frank Reich. I don't know how he hasn't been already. I, I think the answer is it just keeps getting the benefit of the doubt because they're like, oh, the quarterback this, the quarterback that. It's like at a certain point, maybe it's the system. Yeah, I don't know. I, so- I agree with you. The Chiefs are on my card. So the reason I took them off is uh, I don't know who's going to win that dis- division. The Jaguars, dude. I think the Jags could actually win it. I 100% agree. My my cancel team is going to be the Titans because their offense looks bad, bad. I had this feeling in the pit of my stomach before Week One that they were just going to be wrong this year, and Derrick Henry's falling apart. And they don't have their best offensive weapon. He's playing in Philadelphia. The defense looks bad. I'm pulling up the, the odds for the Jags to win the division right now. That might be our first podcast all-in prop bet. Wow. Okay, so I need to pick a team that we're canceling. Yeah. So Dave just canceled some. Hey, Dave, who'd you just cancel? I just canceled the Tennessee Titans. All right. Um, can I do like a fun cancel and then like who I'd really cancel? Yeah. All right. Sure. I'm canceling the Cleveland Browns because you know what you fucking did. Oh, they're so canceled. Like yeah. this is just this is eventually eventually karma's uh you know gonna catch up with them. And in terms of NFL teams that I'm gonna cancel, it's like I could cancel the Falcons, but like they're supposed to suck. I'm gonna cancel the Saints, man. Kamara's hurt. I don't think Jameis has got it. They're not gonna be a fun team to watch the rest of the way. Doesn't he have like four broken discs in his back? Yeah, he's hurt. He has, like, a bad back injury. He's hurt. So we're canceling the city of New Orleans, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. Fun cities, to be honest. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I've never been to Indy, but. All right, Dave, you got that pick pulled up or the uh, division? I'm struggling. struggling. I mean, it's got to be big, right? What, what do we think, actually? Let's, let's go around and guess what we think the Jaguars to win the division is. Plus 1,200. I would say plus 900. I think you guys are both low-balling. Dude, they're the Jaguars. I think it's going to be like plus 1,600. But hold on. I think I might have just found it. How is it taking you this long to find this? Not on DraftKings. They know. They're worried. (laughs) They knew, and they didn't do anything about it, for those of you who follow the Bill Simmons or Watchables podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, Lawrence looks okay. I got it. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> How much juice? Plus 300. What? Wow. Wow. Indy's still the favorite at plus 150. Tennessee's at plus 180. Jags, 300. Texans, 1,500. 
That's bullshit. There's no money to be made anywhere there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's no money to be made anywhere. That's unbelievable. Crooks. Total crooks. That's unbelievable. All right, to wrap up, we'll recap our picks. This week, I got Kansas minus 7.5 at Duke, Rams minus 3.5 versus the Cardinals, over 52.5 Bills, Dolphins, Niners minus 1.5 versus the Broncos, and Ravens minus 2.5 versus the Patriots. All right, I got Ohio State minus 19 at home against Wisconsin, uh, Vikings minus 6 at home against the Lions, and then three home dogs in the National Football League, Washington Commanders plus 6.5, Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half. Denver Broncos lock Schmier of the week plus one and a half. Welcome. I'm rounding out the slate with James Madison plus seven versus Appalachian State. Buffalo Eastern Michigan over 60. Pittsburgh Cleveland under 38, even though that looks like it's about to lose before half. Uh, the Pack plus one and the Ravens minus two and a half. It's a Bagels and Locks tradition of losing a bet before we, the recording even ends. So you're now officially uh, an honorary member. Chase and I have both done it. I've done it. It's actually why we don't well, bet on college basketball anymore. Yeah, <laughs> basketball's not allowed anymore, and, and neither are Thursday night games, at least for me, for, for that reason. Um, all right, good podcast, guys. I'm going to do a, a real quick fun over-under for each of us. Um, Dave, over-under the amount of beers you consume during the Clemson weight game. Um, I think we're going to lose, which, which boosts that number a little bit. So let's set it at 11 and a half. And over under, I don't know. What do you want the over under for yourself to be? I don't know what you're doing this weekend. No, Chase, I, I thought you were going to deliver something spicy and you kind of just gave me a. And anything I could have just said, I didn't want to get anybody into trouble. So. Okay. Uh, over under. Well, I can't pick my own line on something. I can't pick the topic. Set your own line. Just come on. We got like a minute and a half left. Just set your own line. Over under Instagram pics your girlfriend makes you take in the city. Oh, well, <laughs> what is the over under there? Four and a half. No, I'm the under. Add a zero. Easy under there. That's, right. that's why chicks have tripods. And for myself, uh, I'm going to be you're at the human tripod, bro. Don't forget your place in the relationship. Yeah, I'm going to be at, I'm going to be on the human tripod. I'm going to be at Coors Field Friday and on the way to Coors Field and the game itself, I'm going to set the over under for myself at seven and a half Coors Lights over the course of Friday evening. Updates to come on all this and more next week with Anthony Caracino and David Santola. My name is Chase Medorsky. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great weekend.